Welcome to The Great Asian Pushback, a series of podcasts brought to you by the Council of Asian Liberals and Democrats, or COUND. The Great Asian Pushback features stories of defiance and hope from Southeast and East Asia. Individuals, young and old, and organizations on the ground and online are assisting authoritarian regimes. There's our voices crying out for freedom and democracy. These podcasts aim to empower and inspire all of you out there who are shining the light on the darkness in this part of the world. Hello, welcome to the Great Asian Pushback, a series of podcasts brought to you by the Council of Asian Liberals and Democrats, or CALD. I'm Marites Vitug, a journalist from the Philippines, and I will be your host for this series. The Philippines will hold elections in May, and Filipinos will vote for a new president and vice president, along with senators and thousands of local officials. The past five and a half years have seen the erosion of democracy under President Rodrigo Duterte. His war on drugs has led to thousands of extrajudicial killings. He has sent a critic, Senator Laila de Lima, to prison, and through his allies in Congress, shut down a leading TV network in the country. The stakes are very high. Will the country choose to sink further into authoritarianism? Or will they select pro-democracy leaders? In this episode, Opposition Senator Francis Kiko Pangilinan, Chairman of the Council of Asian Liberals and Democrats, will talk to us about the 2022 elections, what this means for the Philippines, and how the campaign is shaping up. Senator Pangilinan is running for Vice President alongside Lenny Robredo, who is running for President. Welcome, Senator Kiko, to the Great Asian Pushback, and thank you for making time for this interview. Thank you, Marites, and to your viewers, to our viewers um, uh, everywhere. Maraming salamat. Thank you for this opportunity. Senator Kiko, you mentioned in one interview or webinar that the 2022 elections is the final epic battle of your generation. Why is this so? Well, I'm 58. So in two years' time, I will be 60. In seven years' time, uh, in Philippine, uh, under Philippine law, you are retirable. I mean, you know, if you're a government worker. So in other words, this is it. Uh, after this, it's uh, time is up for me and uh, those in my generation in terms of uh, uh, passing on the torch to the next generation of leaders. So that's why I said it as such. And of course, apart from that, I have been uh, actively involved in, uh, in pushing for social and uh, uh political reforms in the country since my college days, uh, since the early 80s, when Ninoy Aquino uh, was uh, shot dead in 1983, uh, that uh, led to my politicization and I became very active in the student movement, in the mass protest movement. And, from, and ever since then, it has been movement after movement to push for reforms and change and really addressing uh, the root causes of uh, the problems of the country. And uh, therefore, seven years shy of my 65th year, uh, going into this May 2022 elections, uh, I believe uh, precisely that this is, at least as far as my generation is concerned, the final epic battle uh, to make things right. Uh, and you co correctly pointed out, uh, the last 
uh, five and a half years has seen the uh, slide of uh, not just the country, but uh, the region and many parts of the world into authoritarianism, into uh, anti-democracy initiatives. And, and really, it's, it's heartbreaking to see that uh, as I face <laughs> Uh, uh, retirement age pretty soon. And therefore, uh, while I still can, and I have the energy and the, and the zeal and the passion to do it, then we will fight with all our might. So how different is the upcoming elections from the past? You've been winning in most of the, I mean, all the elections you participated in. So what's different uh, this time? And what's what to you is at stake? You know, I've been, I've been running... Uh, my first time to run in an election was in 1988 uh, for a local position, a city councilor of Quezon City. I ran again in 1992 uh, in Congress, but I didn't make it then. And then I went back uh, 2001. So I've been a candidate uh, five times uh, in the last since 1988, and this is my sixth time to be a candidate. And I've been a campaign manager three times. I've never seen this kind of uh, outpouring of support, uh, at least for our efforts uh, since then. The, the voluntarism, uh, it is turning out to be a people's movement. Uh, uh, we have not paid for a single billboard, but we have billboards donated uh, in Luzon, Visayas, in Mindanao. I've never had a billboard uh, in any of the elections I previously was as a candidate because it's too expensive. Uh, but today I have billboards left and right and I and that uh, came from donations from uh, ordinary citizens, from uh, businessmen who are concerned about what's happening in, in the country. So the outpouring of support for me is for, for me and Vice President Lenny and, and as a political uh, uh, candidate for many for many decades, this is the first time we're experiencing this. So unprecedented. And this is actually a cause for, uh, how do you call it, optimism. Guarded optimism, of course, because uh, it is an uphill battle. But we can see that people are beginning to rise up. People are beginning to stand up. And uh, more and more, uh, as we go into the campaign, I believe, we will be able to influence uh, a lot more to be able to see uh, that this is a, a struggle and a campaign and a movement worth supporting. It's fascinating to hear about how unprecedented this wave of volunteerism is for the 2022 election. So how do you respond to this? I mean, it can be also a double-edged thing because you get led by the volunteers or you have to lead them or what do you do? <laughs> well, the beauty of all of this is that uh, Vice President Lenny and I, in terms of our track record from day one, uh, spanning many decades, we have always engaged with the uh, with our citizens. We've always believed uh, since we started our advocacies, uh, even as young lawyers, is that uh, active citizenship and people empowerment is critical if we are to have sustainable uh, economic, social, and political reforms in the country. People have to be, uh, stakeholders have to be mobilized. They have to participate. They have to have a, a say in how things are run. Uh, so that they have uh, a stake in it, uh, so that they have uh, they buy into it. And we have, uh, and that's the beauty precisely of this uh, outpouring of support, is that uh, this is something we welcome. This is something that we 
actually have always subscribed to, that the only way we can move the country forward in terms of effective political, social, economic reforms is when the citizens themselves are mobilized together with leaders who are committed precisely uh, to reforms. And, uh, and that's why it's exciting for me. Uh, my first campaign in the national for national office, my, my slogan was uh, uh, in, Taga, in Filipino, Kumilos Kasama Si Kiko, which is really the move with Kiko, uh, mobilize with your leaders. Uh, and and, uh, and uh, one of the hallmarks of my governance uh, program was active citizenship. Uh, get citizens to participate in shaping the shaping of our communities, and you will have more reforms, quicker reforms, and sustainable reforms. Uh, and that's the same with Vice President Lenny. So this is an exciting campaign. People are coming out. We have to mobilize them. And of course, in the end, uh, uh, a clear message of reform and change that will galvanize uh, various sectors behind our candidacies and, uh, and, and uh, which will be the key to victory. So this is turning out to be a people's movement or a people power campaign. How, how do you move forward because of the pandemic? I think it's a, li a big limiting factor. How have you adjusted to, to this great tragedy caused yeah. by the pandemic? And very disruptive, you know, just a couple of, just, just today, I found out that uh, uh, my initial positive result was, uh, neg was false. Uh, so you can imagine how this has affected our own efforts at, uh, at uh, pushing for the campaign. Uh, we had to, you know, uh, put things on hold, etc. So yes, it's a challenging time. I think digital technology will play a critical role. It has to be a combination, uh, you know, uh, political leadership, regardless of where it is, you know, is, is, is about the human connection. It's about uh, passion and emotion and, and, uh, and, uh, and uh, phys being physically present, you know, is critical in terms of being able to connect with the voters. So we will have to find a way to marry digital technology, Zoom meetings, uh, uh, live streaming of our of our uh, events, but at the same time we have to balance that with actually going to the different parts of the country and reaching out to our voters. Uh, and so, so it's a challenge, but I think uh, we should be able to make uh, uh, things work. Uh, we ought to, you know. We cannot, as far as I'm concerned, if, if we don't win this, then we don't deserve uh, to lead the nation. You know, uh, we have to find the solutions to be able to win this. Uh, and deserve that that uh, uh, that burden, if you can call it that, of leading this country uh, uh, out of this COVID mess and out of the economic uh, mess that we're also uh, facing today. So, Senator Kiko, you talked about uh, how a lot of emphasis is given to uh, people's participation, and so what can you? How different is your leadership from the kind of leadership that your opponents uh, offer? Well, first, track record. Uh, very clearly, uh, Vice President Lenny and I um, uh, have been committed to uh, people empowerment uh, since our younger days, no? number one. Number two, we have not been uh, associated with uh, any anomaly. You know, our, our track records are unblemished. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and so 
uh, I'd like to think we just don't talk the talk. We also walk the walk. And our track record uh, uh, will speak for itself, provided you know that it is able to uh, shine amidst all the disinformation. Uh, and that, that's another uh, major issue altogether. Our track records are clean, are there for everyone to see. However, because of this information, uh, lies have been spread, uh, statements, uh, insults have been repeatedly thrown at us. And, 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 and uh, unfortunately, this has also influenced many of our voters to believe in the lies. And so, so that's the challenge. How do we present the truth uh, as pervasive as possible so that we are able to combat the truth I mean, the, the lies with the truth. So this is a big issue that you are facing today. So how do you propose, how do you fight the disinformation and the lies that are repeated against you and, and Vice President Lenny Robredo? You, you, and, and, I, know that, <laughs> I know that you've sued a number of uh, social media platforms. So this is great. How do you do it during the campaign? Well, th that was precisely one of the reasons why they finally took down uh, about 82 accounts uh, in YouTube that were spreading all this disinformation uh, about my person and, and that of my family. Uh, we really have to stand up and fight for our rights. I remember that as a college uh, activist. Rights aren't rights unless you fight for them. So uh, that's what we're doing. Uh, I think, I still believe that in the face of the truth, uh, the disinformation and the lies will fall flat and the truth will resonate. But that's the whole challenge in the face of the truth, meaning how do we bring the truth out? Because any human being by the very nature, I like to think of human beings, will not be uh, happy if, you know, he is lied to or she is lied to. How can you, how can there be trust if there is no uh, you know, account. There is no transparency and no truthfulness. How will you trust anyone who is untruthful? And so, I, I believe deep down inside that when the citizens are faced with the truth and the lies, they will choose the truth. They will always choose the truth, and that's the challenge for us in the next ninety days, ninety plus days. How do we bring out the truth? And that's why our volunteers, all those who have a stake in this, who believe that. Precisely, this is our epic battle, the final epic battle. We will all have to have the same uh, discipline in terms of bringing out the truth everywhere and anywhere we go uh, so that the truth eventually will precisely resonate and defeat these lies. And, and, and uh, so, so it's really a matter of ensuring that the, that the machinery we build to disseminate information, that the uh, ads that we articulate that we place in terms of uh, radio, TV ads, uh, and the material that we distribute uh, online should always uh, pound on the truth, pound on the truth of our track record, of our unblemished you know, uh, records and our interventions, what we have done. Unfortunately, people, many people still believe that uh, in our many years in government that we, which is farthest from the truth. If you look at our own uh, accomplishments uh, and, and the laws that we have passed and the interventions and programs we have pushed for. So really, uh, the truth uh, must resonate 
and the machinery and the message discipline should be there so that uh, our supporters, our campaigners will have to bring that out uh, with all our might uh, and defeat uh, disinformation and the lies. We're also holding and conducting public hearings in the Senate Con Committee on Constitutional Amendments and Revision of Codes. We are looking at, the, looking at the cybercrime law. And in the last two hearings, we have found out that many of uh, the businesses that are putting out digital ads, uh, paying billions of pesos to bring out digital ads, are unaware that their ads appear in uh, fake news sites. Uh, they are unaware that their, their ads are appearing in uh, uh, sites that produce material that are defamatory, that are malicious, and therefore, uh, uh, they, they, they have committed to, uh, to uh, redirect their digital ad buys away from these sites. So that's a big step because uh, uh, no one wants to uh, fund disinformation. Who wants to fund lies and, and, uh, and uh, defamatory remarks and garbage, uh, for lack of a better term, no? None of them do. So, so we're making headway. Uh, the business sector, government, the social media platforms uh, must, and private citizens, we all must come together to address uh, the challenges of this information. So this is a great step that you're leading uh, a, a national conversation on how to fight this information. And you've done your own by suing this I think you yes. too, I'm not mistaken. So, yes. so you see social media as gaining a more substantial role in the campaign because the national survey said TV is still the main source of information on politics, but apparently even TV gets its news from social media. What's your take on this? How, how, what is the role? How yes. much more substantial will social media be in the 2022 campaign? Well, it will, it will be substantial. Um, it's no, it's no longer an either-or thing. We really have to make sure our presence is felt, is felt in all these platforms. Uh, and that's why the volunteer core, the uh, social media warriors, the uh, uh, keyboard warriors must be mobilized. Uh, I still believe, uh, difficult though it has been in the last five and a half years, I still believe that there is no political power on earth more, uh, how do you call it, more convincing and more persuasive than the power of citizens uh, in their vast numbers mobilized and organized towards a common objective. Walang puersang hihigit pa. I remember the Spanish term, uh, el pueblo unido, jamás será vencido. The people united can never be defeated. And, 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 and that's what we have to fight for. And that's what we're, uh, we're hoping we can uh, achieve. Uh, this uh, May 2022 elections, in this May 2022 elections. Uh, Vice President Lenny Robredo and you have talked about radical love as an anchor or as a, a guiding theme in your campaign. But as you know, in social media, it's anger that drives emotions, it's fear. So how do you um, translate radical love into a persuasive messaging campaign. Precisely. Precisely in social media. Uh, you, you cannot fight fire with more fire. You know, uh, and, and personally, I've, I, I've seen this too. Love conquers all. You, you cannot conquer anger with more anger. Uh, uh, and, and therefore, in social media, 
it's really, you know, respect uh, uh, and and uh, and uh, dispassionate. How do you call it? Uh, conversations that are needed. Dialogue is needed. So 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 uh, instead of doing a tit for tat and uh, create a vicious spi- downward spiral into toxicity and anger and bitterness and resentment, we have to out, you know, uh, reframe the issue. And uh, if there are lies, respectfully and uh, in a very civil manner, let us present the truth. Uh, instead of countering it with, yes, more lies uh, or worse, yeah, with anger and uh, resentment and bitterness. Uh, really, uh, in the end, it, it has to be a reframing of the entire narrative. And uh, it's a challenge. It's a challenge. But uh, uh, I, I believe uh, we are making successes in this regard. Uh, and we should continue uh, to engage uh, the voters, our citizens, with uh, respect, with compassion, with understanding, and with a clear sense of what we want to do. Uh, and move away from the toxicity and the anger. And I think because we're doing this, many more are actually uh, coming to our side, uh, are, are, uh, are less defensive, let's, for lack of a better term, are more open to listen, precisely because we have uh, brought down the level of toxicity and animosity and brought up the level of, of uh, positive engagement and, uh, and discourse and uh, uh, conversation and dialogue. Yes, I noticed, Senator Kiko, during some of the video clips I've watched of your earlier campaign before Omicron disrupted everything, was that you you talked, you didn't attack your opponents, there was no attack, so you really focused on just talking about your achievements and what you offered. Is that yes. correct, the Filipino yes. people? Yes, we, and, and really people have been so tuned out in terms of... Uh, the the attack counter attack the insults the the uh, and 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 they're just you know uh, they just want to survive in fact their interest is how do we get out of this mess we're in and that's why we have to offer the solutions and solutions based on uh, what we've actually done uh, in other words uh, proof of concept should be there and we are confident that what we've done in the last twenty years in terms of our interventions. When explained, uh, in my case, uh, our our ten, more than ten years advocacy in food security to address hunger, uh, I think, can speak for itself. But we have to articulate it and offer it uh, as, as something that uh, they will expect from uh, a, a, a Robredo Pangilinan uh, administration. We will address hunger squarely. We will address poverty squarely because we have. Uh, in the last 10 years done uh, uh, what we and will continue to do, but this time in a higher platform, in a broader platform. Can you imagine Vice President Lenny single-handedly brought to force so many interventions for COVID, assisting hundreds of thousands of our Kababayans? Uh, Can you imagine if she does that in the national level with the Office of the Presidency? Uh, it'll be a game changer for all of us. And that's why we, we must we must bring this to fore, convince our citizens uh, precisely that if they want um, a way out of the mess we're in, a way out of 
a hunger, a way out of poverty. Look at the track record. Uh, I, I have said this uh, when a young leader asked me in one of the press conferences about what's the way to choose, what's the correct way to choose uh, your leaders. I said, you know, it's no different from for choosing your lifetime partner. Uh, you know, it's... Uh, uh, does your life, your prospective lifetime partner walk the walk and talk the talk? Uh, if you want a family life that is, uh, that is uh, endearing and nurturing, uh, is his or her family life endearing and nurturing? Uh, there is a uh, research uh, expert who says, the best indicator of future uh, action is previous, past action. Uh, and so same with leaders. Same with, uh, same with our leaders. Look at their track record. Don't believe in the fake news. Do your own research. Ask uh, others. Confirm, validate. You know, I, I, you just Google uh, and then you can already see what is, you know, and especially among the young people. They are so savvy uh, in terms of information technology. They can tell fake from not fake as long as they are vigilant. Yes, and, and Senator Kiko, maybe a final question for you is, can you address our listeners? They may come from different parts of the region, but also a separate message for the Filipino voters before we close the interview. Yes. Um, thank you for this uh, platform, this uh, vehicle. No? Uh, um, pushback. That's precisely what we're doing. Uh, uh, if you want democracy, transparency, accountability to flourish, you must practice it. You must uh, live and breathe it. Uh, and that's what we're doing here. Uh, our decision to run for vice president was against our previous, well, was not in our plans, actually. Uh, our original plan was run, to run for re-election. But when Vice President Lenny asked us to uh, support her, and I believe then, and I believe now that she's the most qualified, then we have to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. And so I decided to set aside my own plans and uh, and run for vice president because precisely uh, this is now a golden opportunity for us to strengthen democracy, to inspire young people and, uh, and old people alike uh, that this is the final epic battle of my generation, that we are facing the worst health and economic crisis in living memory, and that uh, uh, in the face of all this, one day we, our children and our grandchildren will ask us, what did we do when our country was reeling in such a unprecedented crisis? Did we make a stand? Did we do our share? Did we stick our necks out? Were we willing to risk to make things right? And of course, I'd like to think all of us will answer, yes, we did. Uh, and, and that uh, precisely will be the reason why the country will be and the world will be a better place because of our own convictions and our willingness to walk the walk, not just talk the talk. On that inspiring note, Senator Kiko, thank you so much for, for joining us in this interview. And we look forward to watching you in the campaign, maybe in person or uh, on the- Online. On the, online. So thank you so much to our listeners and viewers for joining us. And our message is always keep pushing back against autocracy and keep fighting for democracy. Bye.
Bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Stay safe, everyone. The Great Asian Pushback is produced by the Council of Asian Liberals and Democrats with the support of the Friedrich Nauman Foundation for Freedom. This episode was made by Marites Vitug, Lito Arlegue, and Paolo Zamora with creative input from Jaja Hanolo, administrative assistance from Audi Frias and Chelsea Caballero, and editing by Point B Multimedia.